Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to the Politics Guys with your hosts, Dave Carson and Michael Darnowski. Welcome to the Politics Guys. I'm Michael Baranowski, a political scientist at Northern Kentucky University. My co-host this week, as always, is Cleveland Area Attorney and sometime Republican strategist Jay Carson. Here's our Ask the Politics Guys question for this week, Jay. All right. It comes from Christopher in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Dear Politics wow, Guys. Wow, an, yeah, an Iowa, Iowa voter. Exactly, yeah. So very influential, cool, Christopher. Yes. Absolutely. I imagine he'll be caucusing. All right. Dear Politics Guys. Assuming the Republican and Democratic establishment candidates win their party's nominations, do you think there will be any blowback from the base of the party that loses the general election? That's a pretty good question, I think. So I think maybe the way to address this is to take a look at it first from one party's side than the other. I think it makes more sense to maybe Start with the Republicans, since that's the primary that's getting uh, the caucus in, in Iowa's case, right. getting the most attention. So you OK with looking at it that way, Jay? Or I am. And I, and I guess, you know, the, the first thing I think about is we want to define our terms when we talk about establishment and, uh, and the base. Sure. Um, because this year it, it's a little weird. Um, I shouldn't say it's a little weird. It's a lot weird. Uh, the establishment candidate, if you know, let's let's say. Um, uh, Rubio would be an establishment candidate. Would you agree with me on that? In, Rubio, in this case? I'd say Rubio, Christie, Kasich would be our three establishment candidates. Bush would be our four establishment candidates who are. Bush would be the most establishment yeah. candidate. But those would be the four, uh, I think. Would, would you, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, but, but in years past, I would say if you were talking about somebody like a, a, a Rubio, particularly, um, that would, you know, that would be someone, and or even a Kasich. Uh, these would be people who would be to the right of the establishment. Well, um, the whole center of gravity. So it's a little, it's a little, right. it's a little yeah. different, you know, different than usual. Now, the base, uh, that's something else we've talked about, is does Donald Trump represent the base of the Republican Party? I would say he doesn't. Um, I'd, I'd say it's sort of he's bringing in other people, uh, some who, who may be Republicans, uh, some who may not. Um, and, and it remains to be seen how things actually pan out when the voting starts. Um, so would, would uh, well, there may- be blowback if a, a, uh, let, a Rubio won, won, the, won the nomination? Yeah, uh, probably let- not. Whether if, if Bush won, I think there would be uh, some. Well, let's say, I mean, Bush is Bush obviously isn't going to win the nomination. I, I feel pretty confident in that. I think Kasich has a better shot at winning the nomination than, than Bush does at this point. Um, so I think there are only three establishment candidates who have even a shadow of a chance of winning the nomination. And I think those candidates are Rubio, certainly. I'd put him in first place, as, as you mentioned, uh, and then Christie and Kasich, I think. So, yeah. And if either one of those I actually think if either one of those three candidates win the nomination, I think they have a good shot of winning the election, or at least a reasonable shot. Maybe even more so, I actually think, and this is maybe my Ohio bias coming through, I don't know, I think if Kasich wins the nomination, he's the next president over Clinton. But I think that Hillary Clinton beats either Rubio or Christie. That's just my sense of things, uh, that would be, right. I think, an interesting race. But And that doesn't that doesn't answer the reader's question. No, not at all. So I guess we should get back <laughs> but, to the actual no, question to, we're to, being to asked. Point, yeah. I think, first of all, in, in almost every circumstance, the establishment candidate is nominated. Yeah. Um, that's why they're the establishment. Uh, 
But um, in this case, and there is there is always some sort of a blowback. Uh, there was um, with uh, with Mitt Romney, and and I think part of what even we're seeing in Trump is a little bit of that blowback from from Mitt Romney. Definitely. Um, how long does it last? Eh, I think that depends. Well, um, well, some would say right that that not just Mitt Romney, but John John McCain before him. That the McCain after McCain lost, after Romney lost, more and more Republicans started to say, "Well, this is what happens when you don't nominate a real conservative. When you nominate just kind of a middle of the road sort of standard issue right. old Wish, Republican wishy-washy, guy." Yes. And um, so, uh, but this, again, we can both agree that Trump's not a real conservative. Right, but he's at uh, least certainly he's not, not by any of the, the traditional right. tests that would be. He's not standard issue. Or at least you can say some folks would say this is what happens when you nominate an establishment guy. We don't. We need a non-establishment guy, and you know, and certainly Trump fits that bill. And and I would think that let's say that let's say that uh, Rubio is a nominee and Clinton ends up beating him. I don't know. I think that there's going to be a, an awful lot of Republicans who are going to be very upset that we did the same thing to lose three elections in a row by we. I'm kind of trying to channel those Republicans. Right. You're, you know, certainly right. not my people. But I don't know. I think I think it grows even more. Although honestly, I don't know how much more non-establishment you can get than Donald Trump. So in terms of there being blowback, <clears throat> I think there's absolutely going to be blowback. But what it's going to mean. I don't know that you can do anything worse in terms of blowback than a Donald Trump candidacy. So. Right, and, that, and that's that was that was sort of my point, I guess. Um, uh, Trump Cruz to a less little bit of a degree Rubio. Rubio is kind of right on the line between establishment and, and non-establishment, I'd say. Which is why I think um, he's going to be the nominee. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, what do you what do you call that? But let's let's say there is a Jeb Bush. No, there's going to be. Um, Anger, and I don't know whether the anger is going to be over positions taken because this is something else that, that Trump brings out. Uh, maybe what we need is just a more charismatic establishment candidate, uh, someone who's hurt. better able to articulate the positions and better able to uh, to get out there, better able to, to do media. That's um, no Bush ever. And no, exactly. It, it's not. It's not the policy wonky sort of Bush family. Um, is there even uh, such I, a I, thing? I, don't, I mean, we people sort of thought it was McCain. McCain, who again is, was never uh, the answer to a conservative maiden's prayer, really. He's a little unhinged. Um, I mean, he certainly. So he's he's charismatic in that sense. But you know, and there are some people who are blaming all this stuff on McCain, saying you know if, if McCain had nominated Palin, Palin made Trump possible, and so forth. I don't know if I really buy that. Certainly, no, but, I don't buy uh, that. But in any case, yeah, I think maybe McCain would be an example of a more or less establishment uh, Republican who actually seemed interesting, who, you know, had some sort of charisma and so forth. But I think really McCain's uh, big problem was that he was just running at a better rough time for a Republican to run. Yeah. You know, so no, he was I a victim of, yeah. of circumstance. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't know that there are really any super charismatic establishment Republicans in the wings, but I'm sure there are some out there somewhere. All right. So let's let's talk let's talk on your side. If if uh, Hillary is the nominee, which we assume that she will be, uh, will there be a blowback from the left? Assuming, yeah, assuming she's the nominee and she loses, I think absolutely there's going to be a blowback. You know, the whole. I mean, I don't think there's. Maybe you could say there's a Bernie Sanders wing of the party. I would say there's more kind of a identify as more kind of Elizabeth Warren people. There are obviously a lot of folks who were really hoping that Elizabeth Warren would win would sorry would win would would run in the first place and I think Elizabeth Warren kind of 
you know, exemplifies a lot of the a lot of the policy positions, a lot of the fundamental ideas that Bernie Sanders is advocating for. But without that kind of kind of insane sort of democratic socialist kind of edge and so forth. So she would have been a more palatable Bernie Sanders, I think a lot of people feel. And so, you know, it's not like there's a ton of enthusiasm, I think, for Hillary Clinton, as we've talked about. And so I have no doubt that if Hillary Clinton gets the nomination, which I'm almost positive she will, and she loses, which I don't think she will, but assuming she does, I think this helps out, this hugely helps out an Elizabeth Warren-like candidate or even Elizabeth Warren in, you know, four years from now. And four years from now, she'll only be 70, which nowadays doesn't seem to be that old for a candidate. You know, I mean, Clinton's 68, Sanders is, is, I think, 74, and Trump's right around there, right, 69, 70, something like that. So if you're looking for young people, you have to go on the Republican side, basically. These days. So, you know, I I absolutely think there's going to be a lot of blowback if Hillary Clinton loses. And, you know, uh, and I think that's going to push the party a little more to the left, just like we've seen with the Republicans. You know, they put forth a couple of establishment candidates who've lost and we've seen what's happened to them. And so uh, absolutely. I think, you know, and I guess that's that's the other interesting question. When we talk about blowback, do we mean uh, a different nominee or do we mean the party is going to move from where it where it was politically, um, because uh, yes, you can say that I think the Republican Party has moved more to the right over the years. Yeah, um, but but Donald Trump isn't necessarily a manifestation of that. Uh, no. it, it's sort of two things. I mean, one is sort of the uh, the party may have moved to the right. Donald Trump is more a matter of it just just became louder. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, I, I would argue that the party is more than moving to the right has become louder and more unhinged over the years. Uh, and so Donald Trump is, is, for, is unfortunately the, the, the latest iteration of that sort of thing. I don't know that you can get more, more loud or more unhinged than him. I certainly don't want to envision that. But uh, you know, those, that's from the people who say, well, you know, that's what Trump and Palin have in common. Neither of them are really doctrinaire conservatives, but they're both loud and unhinged. And well, certainly... uh, Palin, Palin, I, I would say more so. I mean, there's there's some uh, sense of, of a, a conservative principles there. Yeah. Uh, whether so whether or not whether or not she always follows through with them, uh, whether or not she's she's perfect in articulating them, uh, you get a sense she's she's coming from a certain ideological place. From where we've said before, Donald Trump is his ideology is pretty much just Donald Trump. So. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm arguing in the end that on, on my side of things, if Hillary Clinton is nominated and she loses, there's going to be enough of a blowback to make sure that the next Democratic nominee is going to be to the left of Hillary Clinton. That's my that's my prediction. So what's your prediction on the Republican side then? Just to be clear, my prediction is there will there will be griping and grousing because there always is um, on the Republican side about the conservative the candidate not being conservative enough. Uh, in the end, I don't think anything will particularly change. Um, I think maybe we'll just look for a, a more articulate uh, uh, conservative who, who presents the establishment in a uh, better, better way. And I think, and, you know, and that's that's kind of funny too, because it's almost again, there's, it's it's sometimes the the medium is the message, uh, and maybe that's sort of the the Trump success is that the the louder. Uh, sort of becomes the, I, I identified with either more conservative or more authentic. Right. Uh, I don't know that that's the case, but. Well, I think part of the issue this year certainly is that, as we mentioned, there are essentially arguably four establishment candidates. And maybe if Jeb Bush hadn't been such a horrific campaigner, 
maybe none of this would have even been an issue. You know, you have somebody who has the media skills of, say, a John McCain and give give him tens and you know hundreds of millions of dollars and you maybe are looking at a very different result. Right. Bush Bush uh, sucked the oxygen out of the exactly. room early on. Exactly. Sucked, more specifically, sucked the money yeah. uh, out of the, the various rooms specifically in that. Uh, and, and yeah, he had a lot of money and became a weak candidate and attracted this this uh, uh, very large field. Yeah, so. it's, it's a very weird dynamic, certainly. And so I don't know that's necessarily representative of anything. But uh, uh, but but yeah, it's it's really it's really too bad that I mean, you're, you'll recall early on, I just assumed that Bush would be the pro would, would be the nominee simply because Republicans have a long history of going with the person who gets all the money and gets the endorsements early on. And Bush had that completely locked up. And wow, he just did such an awful, awful job of it. I'll tell you. So yep. anyway, OK, I think that I think that pretty much answers the question. We're saying yeah, that well, and thank you, Christopher. And let us know what's going on in Iowa, because we'd like to hear yeah, definitely. Your, your take on, uh, you know, what's what you see on the ground. It's one of those things in any campaign, uh, you know, so much of it is local and so much of it. Uh, if you're not there, you don't see. So uh, we'd, we'd love to hear any insights from folks in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, uh, or wherever as to if things look different from uh, from where they sit. Well, you know, a lot of those folks, of course, they probably had, you know, have met a lot of these candidates. And who knows, they probably, you know, driven their kids to school or changed their oil or something like that. They'll do all Trump, kinds of Trump stuff is in Iowa. Christopher's living room even right now. Yeah. Yeah. yelling about something. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail.com. That's politicsguys, one word, gmail.com. Our Facebook page where Jay and I post and comment on news articles throughout the week and where you can comment too is facebook.com slash page. Check it out and maybe give us a like. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate the show and write a quick review. Ask the Politics Guys will be back next Wednesday. We hope you'll join us.